Let's open our Bibles to Daniel chapter 1. I'm going to read from verse 1 to verse, I mean, Daniel chapter 4. Daniel chapter 4, verses 1 to 3. Daniel chapter 4, verses 1 to 3. If you are there, shout hallelujah. hallelujah. Amen. Even Sister Mary is there, and some of us are not there. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Nebuchadnezzar the king unto all people, nations, and languages that dwell in all the earth, peace be multiplied unto you. I thought it good to show the sign and wonders that the high God had wrought towards me. How great are his signs, and how mighty are his wonders. His kingdom is an everlasting kingdom, and his dominion is from generation to generation. And his dominion is what? From generation to generation. Amen. Amen. We started discussing a topic three weeks ago. Do we remember what it is? What is the topic we started discussing? Encounter with the Most High. Encounter with the Most High. Amen? Amen. And last week, we started talking about this man called Melchizedek, which was a continuation of that discussion. And today, we are going into Encounter with the Most High, part three. Amen. Amen. And we know the passage that we have just read. When you go read it down, what many of us know, uh, what the scripture says in that passage. Nebuchadnezzar had a dream. When he woke up, he remembered his dream very well on this occasion. But he didn't know the interpretation of the dream. And that became a problem. And he sought far and wide for the interpretation. As many as he came across... The magicians, the wise men, they couldn't interpret the dream for him. Until somebody directed his attention to Daniel. And Daniel came, gave an interpretation. And as Daniel said it will be, so it came to be. This was the beginning of his seven years sojourn as an ox, eating grass in the field. Now, when he had been restored, he now penned this particular chapter. What God did to him, how he went astray, how he was brought back. And there are three key points I want to take note of this morning. From this passage and the whole of Daniel chapter 4. The first thing I want to point out this morning, brethren, is that God still reveals his purpose to man. God still does what? He still reveals his purpose to man. If it is hidden to you, it's not because God is silent. It's because you need to check yourself and be sure that if God is speaking, you are hearing we all know Amos chapter 3, verse 3. 
Like we learned in our Sunday school this morning, we should learn to do what? Memorize the scriptures. So can somebody tell me? Oh, they have already put it there. <laughs> Amen. So Amos chapter 3 verse 3 says what? Can two walk together except they be agreed? In other words, there's a need for agreement for us to receive revelation from God. And in verse 7 of that same passage, verse 7 of Amos chapter 3, the Bible says, surely, tell somebody surely. surely. It says, surely the Lord God will do nothing, but he revealed his secret unto his servants, the prophets. And I know when somebody sees that, I say, yes, you see, I said it. He doesn't reveal it to everybody. He reveals only to who? Only to the prophets. But the Bible tells me something about who is a prophet. If I were to ask you this morning, who is a prophet? Uh, let me ask Brother Frederick, who is a prophet? Eh? <laughs> Amen. You see, Brother Frederick said, we are, did you say we are the prophets? Uh, we are his prophets, right? Okay, I don't know if you are talking to me or you are talking to yourself. Uh, so, and my sister, Sister Nina said, no, me, I'm not a prophet. <laughs> Praise the Lord. But every one of us is a prophet. Tell your neighbor, in fact, point to Sister Nina and say you are a prophet. <laughs> Amen. We are all prophets. What does the Bible say? In 1 Peter chapter 2, 1 Peter chapter 2, verses 9 and 10. 1 Peter 2, verses 9 and 10. The Bible says, You are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a peculiar people, that you should show forth the praise of him who had called you out of darkness into what? It's marvelous light. He said, in time past you were not a people. But now what are you? You are the people of God. In time past you did not obtain mercy. You did not have mercy. But now you have mercy. Tell somebody I have mercy. Tell somebody I have obtained mercy. And the mercy will be, will, will be a lasting one in your life in Jesus' name. But when we go continue down in that first Peter chapter 2, verse 11 says, Dearly beloved, I beseech you as strangers and pilgrims. Do what? Do what? Say it again. Abstain from fleshly lusts. In other words, because he said, because it was against the soul. So there is something that can be warring against your priesthood. And that is your fleshly lust. No wonder the Bible says, love not the world. Not the things that are in the world. He said, for all that is in the world. The lust of the eyes. The lust of the flesh. The pride of life. They are what? They are not of God. First John chapter 2, I believe it's from verse 16 downward or 15. Say, and the world passeth away and the lust thereof. So, 
Peter says we must abstain from what? Fleshly lust. Which war against the soul? When we go to Galatians chapter 5, the Bible says the spirit and the flesh. They are what? They are constantly at war. They are constantly at war. The flesh will always desire that you don't do what the spirit wants you to do. But you cannot afford to yield to the flesh. That's why you don't yield to the flesh. That's very important. God speaks, still speaks to men. He still speaks to you and I. He reveals himself unto us in many ways. But this morning I'm going to be looking at just one of them. How many? One. And I'm sure by now you know which one it is. It's what I call the dream world. What did I call it? It was in a dream that God revealed his purpose to Nebuchadnezzar. And brethren, the dream world is a spiritual realm whereby God reveals to us what is to come so that we can either receive it or reject it. So that we can either do what? Either we receive it or we reject it. As the sons and daughters of the God of wonders, we have the authority to decree unto fulfillment or to reject the fulfillment of a negative dream. Is somebody with me this morning? As the sons and daughters of the God of wonders, you and I can decree that this dream I have had shall come to pass. Or we can say this dream I've had shall do what? Shall not come to pass. Because it's a dream from the pit of hell. Because it is a dream of the enemy. But if you will decree a dream into fulfillment or into oblivion, you must have authority with God. You must have what? That's why Job chapter 22, we know that passage very well. The part that we love is where it says, in verse 28, thou shalt decree a sin and it shall be established unto thee. That's the part we love. But look at that passage from verse 21. Job 22 from verse 21. <clears throat> Job 22 from verse 21. He says, acquaint now thyself with him. Who is he that you should acquaint yourself with? Acquaint yourself with God. Be at peace. He said, thereby good shall come Unto thee. I speak to somebody's life here today. You will experience his goodness. You have, you have known him. You are here as his son or as his daughter. You will experience his goodness. Amen. He said, receive. I praise thee the Lord from his mouth. And then do what? Lay up his words. Where? Where? Receive the word from his mouth and put it where? In your heart. That's why the Bible says, Thy word have I hid in my heart. That I may do what? And that tells me that the reason you still continue to sin is because of what? The word is not in your heart. The word is not in your heart. You don't know that the Bible says, This is not to be done. And then you begin to find excuses. Oh, my own version of the Bible doesn't say that. You know, we have, we have different versions, right? 
That's not how it says in my version. Whatever your version says, this is what the Lord says. Acquaint yourself. Know the word. Know the word. Verse 23 says, if you return to the Almighty, tell somebody return. He said, thou shall be built up. <laughs> Isn't that wonderful? Thou shall be what? God wants to build you up. He doesn't want you isolated. He doesn't want you rejected. He doesn't want you trampled on the ground. He wants to do what? Build you up. He said, thou shall be built up. And thou shalt put away iniquity from thy tabernacles. Look at verse 24. He said, then shalt thou lay up gold as dust. And the gold of Ophir as the stones of the brooks. What's the Bible telling us there? Remember Joshua chapter 1 verse 8? It says, this book of the Lord shall do what? But thou shalt meditate upon it. He said, then thou shalt do what? Good success. And then you will make your way. Your prosperity is dependent on the word of God. Your prosperity is dependent on the word in your heart and the word in your mouth. When we talk of meditating on the word, what comes to our heart many times is, okay, meditation. You go and sit down, you know, like this uh, uh, Eastern meditation. Sit down and uh, put, put a candle in your front and then you are watching it. And you are meditating. Oh, and then they home a bit. And then the Bible says, the book of the Lord shall not depart out of what? Speak it. When you constantly speak it, you are meditating, on, you are meditating upon it. Do you realize that? If you are constantly speaking the word, the devil will have no place with you. If you are constantly speaking the word, when temptation is coming, temptation will say, no, this is a no-go ground. That's very important. Thou shalt meditate on it day and night. Speak it. In our, uh, was it in our Sunday school this morning? Our brother was talking about, some of us, we have an uh, iPad. And on your iPad, you have the iPad that can talk to you. Is that not so? The one that you just put Genesis chapter 1 verse 1. And it will begin to talk. Is that not so? Rather than listen to those foolish songs that we listen to. And we know many of them. You are at home. Everything just looks quiet. It's too silent. You don't like it. Put on your Bible, audio Bible. There's a cassette. There is CD. And you know they've simplified it now. Yes, now there's cassette. It might be old-fashioned. <laughs> there is cassette, there is CD, and there is what? Internet. That's the easiest part. Go on the internet now, put audio Bible. King James Version, it will come up. New American Version, it will come up. What are the other? Any version you want, it will come up. Click on it. Let it be talking while you are, you are, I mean, when you are feeling bored, you'll be excited all of a sudden. Is somebody with me this morning? Yes, Let God talk to you. Have a discussion with the King of Kings. Meditate upon his word. Someone said, if you read the Bible five chapters a day, you will read the whole Bible through within a year. Amen. I said, okay, maybe I don't have time, but you have time to sit in your car for two hours. Play audio Bible. 
under your cell phone. Do what? Every cell phone has internet. At least there's Wi-Fi, even if you have no data. Play audio Bible. Let the word of God talk to you. That is the foundation of your prosperity. That is the foundation of your success. That is the foundation of progress. That is how you can stand when the enemy comes in your sleep. That is the only basis on which you can say, in Jesus' name, in your sleep. Brethren, when you don't know Jesus when you are awake, you cannot know him when you are asleep. Amen? It is the word in you that will speak out for you. God still speaks to us in our dreams. Dreams can come in symbols. That's number one. And when dreams come in symbols, they call for interpretation. That was the case of Nebuchadnezzar. In the passage where we looked at, in Daniel chapter 4, he had a dream. He saw a tree, very mighty tree. And then he saw what he called the watchers. The angel of the Lord came and said, cut it down. But leave a stump therein for seven seasons. And he woke up, it didn't make any sense to him. Until he found Daniel to interpret to him. And Daniel said, oh king, live forever. Either as a human being or as an ox. Because you are the one that this tree is referring to. And Daniel explained to him, you will be taken away from your throne for seven years. You are going to eat grass like an ox. But there is only one way out. There's only one way. Brethren, there are not many ways. Jesus Christ said, I am what? There is only one way out. There was only one way out for Nebuchadnezzar. There's only one way out for you. And that way is? The way is Jesus. Daniel told him, repent. Let your pride be a thing of the past. God has given you this dream to warn you. But did he obey? Because the Bible says, all these things came to pass even as Daniel, I mean, as it was revealed to the king. The king failed. I pray for someone here today. You will not fail. I say you will not fail. As a child of God, when God gives you a revelation, like I said, you either establish it or you do what? Or you cancel it. Don't let it become a burden in your heart. I hope we all know that the devil doesn't give up easily. Do you know that? He doesn't give up easily. My wife said he's a goat. I think that's a very good uh, uh, word for him. He doesn't give up easily. So don't expect that you say, because you say, get it behind me, Satan. It's gone forever. Does it happen that way? The Bible says the devil left Jesus. For how long? For a season. That is Jesus. And you know that if you put yourself on a scale beside Jesus, you are very far. If the devil left Jesus for a season, why do you think he will leave you permanently? In fact, the devil was so goatious, if I can use that word. He was so adamant with Jesus that when Jesus was crucified, he said, we got him. Is that not so? But the Bible says, if they had known, they would not have crucified the king of glory. 
The devil will not sit down and say, okay, oh, you are a child of God. <laughs> you, you can go now. Even uh, you, now you be cool. He will not say that. You beat him one way, he will look for another way to come. That's why the Bible says, be sober, be vigilant. Be sober and be what? Your adversary, the devil, like a roaring lion. Go out about seeking whom he may devour. He will not find you devourable. Amen. I say he will not find you devourable. Amen. That's very important. He's looking for somebody he can attack. At the time that individual is not uh, conscious of it. Remember I'm saying dreams can come in symbols. In Genesis chapter 41, we're not going to read it, from verse 1 to verse 32, we see the dreams of Pharaoh. Oh, he saw a thin ear, I mean, uh, eating a fat one. He saw uh, thin, a thin cow, eating a fat cow, and he was confused. He saw the same dream twice. And of course, as usual, nobody could interpret it. The dream you will interpret that will take you to the place of your glory. Nobody else will interpret it. Somebody is not with me this morning. That dream that you will interpret, that will catapult you to, inter to glory, nobody else will interpret it. It was a dream that Joseph interpreted that took him from prison to palace. Is that not so? It was a dream that Daniel interpreted that the king decided, uh -uh, there's such a man like this in my kingdom. Where have you been? He made him the head of all the magicians. Of course, that brought up more enemies for him. But did he overcome or not? Brethren, you want to live a life without enemies? Then maybe you just want to say, God, take me today. That's the truth. You want to live a life without enemies, without challenges? It's not the Christian life. Every facet as a Christian, you will be challenged, but there's an assurance. Jesus Christ said, in this life, you will do what? You will have tribulations. You will do what? Be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. Your God has overcome the world. Your God has overcome for you. You will overcome in Jesus' name. So, those are dreams that came in symbols. When your dreams come in symbols, brethren, do not go to mediums and do not go to the world for the interpretation of your dreams. Because when you do, they will only hold you in bondage. I was reading a book, a, 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 a woman of God was saying, she said uh, they were doing evangelism and they saw this uh, uh, psychic place. I think there are quite a number of them downtown Barry. They saw, and then she they went and stood at the entrance of that psychic for people that are coming out. And so a lady came out and she went and met her. Say, I know you had a dream. You went there for the reason of the dream. What was the dream you had? And the lady said, Oh, somebody was chasing her in her dream. And she's been having that dream repeatedly. And she came to the psychic or medium, whatever they call them, to give her the interpretation of the dream. And the medium said, okay, go and get uh, a scented candle and whatever. And then overnight, you will lie down in your bath, in your bathtub, and put all those things on. And that will now prevent 
uh, whoever is chasing you from catching you, in that battle, that's where they will, get, they will finish her. <laughs> the devil will, te- will give you, I mean, when you go to the devil to interpret your dream, even if the dream is good, what happens? They will, they will use it to capture you. They say, ah, as a young man here that has this wonderful glory, <laughs> this is a glory that needs to be captured. I pray for someone here today. Your glory will not be captured. Amen. If it has been captured, the devil will vomit it today in Jesus' name. Amen. When you have a dream in symbols you don't understand, don't go to mediums. Don't go to the world. Don't go to your horoscope. Don't go to, I don't know which page it is. Do they even print newspapers again? Where they will say you are Sagittarius and uh, Arius and all those funny things. Don't go there. It's the way of the enemy. It's the way of the world. It's the way of the devil. It's the way to hold you captive. They say because you were born in August, today as you go out, somebody will make you happy. And you meet somebody that wants to offend you. And you turn that guy's offense to happiness. Say they say somebody will uh, uh, this is the guy. Who. Meanwhile, the guy is insulting you. Because you chose to believe the devil. God will deliver us today in Jesus' name. Amen. It's very important. When you have a dream that is a symbol, go before the Lord. Pray. That's the first thing you should do. What's the first thing you should do? Say, Lord, I don't understand this dream. Do what? Give me an interpretation. Dreams are not meant not to be interpreted. I hope that's correct English. Every dream you have that is symbolic is meant to be interpreted so that you can understand. Pray. And if you pray, you don't understand. You see, go to your pastor. God will give you that understanding in Jesus' name. Amen. Yeah, I mean, you are a woman, you are believing God for the fruit of the womb. And almost every night you sleep, you see yourself with children. And the children are growing up. And you say, ah, God has shown me I will have children. I'm waiting for my children. But that's not the meaning of that dream. How would you get a brethren? If you continue to have that dream, the probability is high that you will never have a child in life. Because those are spiritual children you are seeing in your dream. And if you go to a medium to interpret it for you, they will, in fact, maybe you have seen three children before, they will make it six. And you know, those medium or whatever, is it medium or media, whatever you call them, you don't see them, you don't visit them for free, do you? You pay money. God will deliver us in Jesus' name. So number two, dreams can come as a direct instruction. As what? That was the case with Joseph, the earthly father of Jesus. He was given instructions concerning his wife and on how to safeguard the child. In Matthew chapter 1, verses 18 to 20. When Joseph realized that uh, Mary was pregnant, the Bible says he was a good man, and he wanted to put her away quietly. 
But in verse 20, the Bible says, while he taught on these things, the angel of the Lord appeared unto him where? In a dream, saying, this one, there's no room for interpretation. Take your wife. Take good care of her. The child in her is of the Holy Spirit. And what did Joseph do? He obeyed immediately. Many of us have received instructions from the Lord, not dream now. This one is not like I had a dream and I saw an orange and I plugged it. No. It's not symbol. God has spoken to you directly in your dream. You still refuse to, to obey. Repent. Oh. Tell somebody repent. Dreams can come that, I mean, so that there will be no room for interpretation. When, I mean, uh, after he was born, after Jesus was born, the same thing happened. When Pharaoh wanted to, uh, uh, when Herod wanted to kill the child, in Matthew 12, and Matthew 2, 13 to 14, after the wise men departed, the angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in what? In a dream, saying, Arise. Tell somebody, Arise. arise. He said, Arise. Take the young child and his mother and do what? Flee into Egypt. Brethren, Jesus was being prepared by God for the salvation of mankind. Jesus came for a divine purpose. But there came a time that God told his father, Arise, take the child and do what? Run. In other words, there is a time to run and there is a time to stay. Tell somebody there is a time to run and there is a time to stay. What makes the difference is the spirit of God in you. If the God is saying run, you better do what? Run. Some of us will say we are very spiritual. Joseph was more spiritual than you are. Ben, you he did what? Yeah. Uh, he said, this woman wants to destroy my glory. This woman wants to destroy my destiny. Whatever you do, I will not obey. I will not yield to you. She heard him and said, lie with me. He said, hold on to the cloth. The boy ran. There comes a point in time you speak with your legs. And so long as you are standing with the truth, I can give you an assurance. God will fight for you. Yeah. Tell somebody God will fight for you. So dreams can come as a direct instruction. In Acts chapter 16, from verse 6 to verse 10, Paul, the beloved, he was going around on his missionary journey. They were going to Asia. The Holy Ghost said, don't go to Asia. They were going to another, uh, another location. When you go to the next verse, they want to go to Bithynia. And the Spirit of God said, don't go there. Then he had a dream. And he saw some men in his dream saying, do what? Come over to Macedonia and help us. And he realized immediately, that was where God wanted him to go. That dream didn't have no interpretation. Macedonia is a place. And they are saying, come and help us. And he was a servant of God. Immediately, he woke up, they went to Macedonia. Today, you will, you will, you, when you think about it, you will realize why God said, don't go to Asia. Go to Macedonia. Macedonia is in Europe. And brethren, God 
wanted Christianity to take root in Europe because of today. Do you realize that? If it had not taken root in Europe, many of us here would not know anything about Christianity. The Chinese started coming to Africa recently only because they wanted to overtake the Americans. But God sent Europeans to Africa hundreds of years ago and they came with Christianity. They went to South America and they went with what? Christianity. They came to America, they came with what? Christianity. No wonder God decided Europe must first hear of this gospel before Asia. Is somebody with me this morning? You may not understand what God is doing with your life. God may be laying a foundation for generations. That's what it generations. So it's not a matter of uh, candy and, uh, and uh, what's, the, what's the sister of candy? Candy and cookies, exactly. It's not a matter of candy and cookies. It is foundational. God is building the future. And he's building it through you. That's what he's building it through you. You may see things that your neighbors are doing, that your friends are doing, that you want to do, and God says what? Don't do it. When he says don't do it, don't do it. Some of us have children that God has given unto us that will change this world. They will do what? And every time you put on your TV and you put it in Disney Channel, the Spirit of God keeps saying, no, 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 and you know it. But you will leave that boy watching Disney Channel for a whole day. And then the boy starts saying something. Say, ah, where did he hear that one? Of course, where? Disney. Disney Channel. You are not watching it. You don't know what he's watching. You don't know why he's not watching. But the boy is six years old. He knows what you didn't know at the age of 20. <laughs> it's true. And you are destroying the foundation God is laying for that child for the future. I pray for you. You will not fail because of your child. Amen. The Bible says children are the heritage of the Lord. How are you bringing them up? How are you bringing them up? It's very important. The third way that dreams can come is that dreams can come because of what you were thinking before you went to bed. But brethren, I need to caution us on this. Because we will say, oh, you know, I was hungry, and then I slept, and then in my dream, I ate a banegusi, and it's because I was hungry. And you woke up, your stomach is full, and you say it's because you were hungry. You are in trouble, though. Is somebody with me this morning? Yes, sir. It's true you went to bed hungry. And you, in your dream, you ate uh, spaghetti and what? Lasagna. The spaghetti and lasagna, Abby. What's that one that children like? Good. Whatever one. I only know I'm a land fufu. So you ate it in your dream, and then you woke up and say, "Oh, it's because I was hungry." Meanwhile, your stomach is what? <laughs> you are in trouble. Because that's what at times they used to deceive us. They say, oh, it's because you are taking your food before you went to bed. But you have eaten. This one is not a story. You better vomit that food. You better plead the blood of Jesus. You better begin to drink the blood of Jesus the moment you wake up. 
Very simple things, brethren. That for us as children of God will establish us. When you wake up from that dream, either I was hungry before I went to bed or not, I ate in my sleep, I drink the blood of Jesus, I come myself with the blood of Jesus, every negative impact of the food I have eaten, I do what? I cancel it in the name of Jesus. Remember, you have the authority to establish or to cancel. That's what they used to deceive us. The Lord will help us in Jesus' name. Amen. I have three items. I've only take, taken one. But the second thing I want to talk about very briefly is that the most high rules by decrease. The most high does what? Brethren, God is not a civilian. That's what God is not a civilian. He doesn't go to parliament and say, let's talk about it. <laughs> he has made up his mind concerning you. And he said, I should tell someone here today, it shall be well with you. Amen. Tell somebody, it shall be well with me. very important. In that same Daniel chapter 4 from verse 24 to verse 38 we see, um, to verse 28, Daniel was interpreting the dream. But there's one thing that he made in verse 24. He said, this is the interpretation. Daniel 4, 24. O king, this is the decree of the most high. This is what? The decree of the most high. Very important. This is the interpretation, O king. This is the decree of the most high. Brethren, it's a decree. And the decree of God concerning someone here today is that you will prosper. Amen. The decree of God concerning someone here today is that you will excel. Amen. The decree concerning someone here is that where others have failed, your own story is different. Amen. Tell somebody my story is different. My story. So shall it be in Jesus' name. Amen. When you go to 1 Samuel chapter 2, verse 6 to 9, we are going to round up from there. 1 Samuel chapter 2, verse 6 to 9. 1 Samuel 2, 6 to 9. The Bible says, the Lord killeth. Is that in your Bible? Yes, sir. Is it in your Bible? Yes, because maybe your own Bible changed it. Say, the Lord killeth and maketh alive. He bringeth down to the grave and does what? And bringeth up. Whoever the Lord brings to the grave is what? Even if the person was alive when he was going, the moment he gets there, he's what? Because God might decide that he wants to deal with the person with an earthquake. And some of us, we have some enemies. We are not praying that anybody should die. You are not to mention anybody's name. Oh. But some people need an earthquake for God to take care of them. So, uh, uh, either you say amen or not. Amen. Some people will go down by an earthquake in the name of Jesus. Amen. Because it's either they go or you go. You have to make a choice. Who will go? Is it you or them? Brethren, the devil cannot repent. Are you aware of that? Oh, yeah. The devil cannot repent. The Lord will help us in Jesus' name. Yeah. So he said, the Lord killeth and maketh alive. He bringeth down to the grave and bringeth up. The Lord maketh poor. God will not make you poor. Amen. And he maketh rich. He bringeth low and lifted up. He raiseth up the poor out of the doors. Lifted up the beggar from the dunghill to send them among the princes. 
and to make them inherit the throne of glory. For the pillars of the earth are the Lord's. And he has set the world upon them. He will keep the feet of his saints. He will keep your feet. And the wicked shall be silent in darkness. For by strength shall no man prevail. You know, I was listening to the G.O. this morning. The message he gave during this uh, three days program that they had last week. And he said he went to preach somewhere. And a young man, after he had ministered, there was a man there who was coming to him. As the man was coming, he was prostrating. He would stand up. He would move nearer. What is, what is this man doing? The man moved near to Gio and dropped something in his pocket and ran away. I said, well, with the way this man is behaving unusually, I better check what he has put in my pocket. So that he has not put something that will... <laughs> so he brought it out. And in those days, it was a 50 naira... No. 50 kobabi. Is it, is it coin or paper? 50 kobo, it's Nigerian currency. That is uh, the currency of tongues. So he brought it out and he saw it. And he sent for the young man. He said, why did you do that? He said, they said my general overseer was coming. And I don't have anything to give him. Except this 50 kobo. And I know it's very small. I can't come and face you and give it to you. So please, don't be offended. This is all I have. I said, the Jew said he took the money. And he told the man, this money you've given to me, I will do what? I will spend it myself. I won't give anyone. And then he prayed for him. He said, my God will bless you. Now, why am I going? He said, in a year's time when he came, this man came back and said, Daddy, last year you said God will bless me. He said, when I came then, I was a struggling teacher. And if you know the story of Nigerian teachers, you will understand what the man was saying. I was a struggling teacher. But then he had some students he was taking after class lessons. He said, because of the blessing you pronounced on me, every student that came for after class lessons in his, in his, with him, they excelled. All of them excelled. So everybody was now looking for him. Now, this man, come and do what? Teach our children. That was how he became a proprietor of his school. Is somebody with me? You see how God makes a way? You see how God opens doors? I don't know which door God wants to open to you, oh, yeah. but God will open doors for you. Amen. God will lift you up. Amen. We are talking about the Most High. You are the-